with music, news and information. This is Radio 3. News Wrap, a full roundup of the day's stories from home and overseas. Every evening we speak directly to the people behind the news and making the news. Plus the day's finance and what's happened in the world of sport. News Wrap, 6pm weeknights on RTHK Radio 3. Follow us. Teacup Productions. Thai Regional Alliance in Hong Kong. Kune African Dance and Music Association. These are some of the organizations which have taken part in CIBS. The Community Involvement Broadcasting Service means the radio programs you produce will be broadcast on RTHK. CIBS is open for applications from the 11th of May. Please call the Outreach Service Hotline. CIBS ambassadors will come to visit you. 2331-2334. Call me. An international station for an international city. This is Radio 3. Good morning. This is Peter Lewis welcoming you to another edition of Money Talk Extra. Today on the programme, we start thinking about taxes. You will have now received your tax returns. I talk to a tax expert to get advice on how to complete the form and to make sure you get all the benefits and deductions you are entitled to. Jimmy Lamb investigates how athletes and sportsmen can manage their income and cover their expenses while they are training for a career in sport. And in our investment segment, I look at some of the habits of a good investor. If you would like us to help you with an aspect of your personal finances and get advice from one of our experts, then do please email me your details at moneytalk at rthk.hk. We also have a Facebook page with a recap of today's programme and links to resources. Go and check out Money Talk Extra on RTHK Radio 3. Last week, the Inland Revenue Department sent out 2.6 million tax returns for individuals. You should have received yours now already. So what do you do next and how do you make sure that you are completing the form correctly and claiming the benefits you're entitled to? I went to speak to Marcellus Wong, Senior Advisor at PricewaterhouseCoopers. Yeah, the deadline for completing uh, individual tax return is a month, one month. Uh, so, so that will be the 2nd of June. Uh, if uh, the taxpayer operates uh, a sole proprietor's business, uh, then uh, they will have a three-month period allowed. So that will be uh, August the 3rd. And if you file online, you can also get uh, an automatic extension, I think, can't you? Yes, you will get a one-month automatic extension if you file the return online. So all you need to do is to register an e-tax account and log in the uh, e-tax website and fill in your form online. And then you get uh, an automatic extension of one month. So that's the most convenient way of filing the tax return. Now, for personal income, there are three types of income, really, aren't there? Could you summarise what they are that need to be put onto the form? Yes. uh, For the individual tax return, uh, taxpayers need to fill in and and report uh, their salary's income. That is all uh, their salary income derived from employment in Hong Kong, employment exercise in Hong Kong. So that excludes income that you would have sourced from outside of Hong Kong. It's only income that is sourced here in Hong Kong. Yes, uh, for foreign uh, employees of foreign companies, then only 
the income source in Hong Kong is taxable by time apportionment. Uh, and the second source of income you need to report is uh, uh, the uh, profits derived from from your sole proprietor's business. Uh, and the third source is your rental income from properties situated in Hong Kong. So basically, you have to report these three sources of income, and uh, you uh, and and whether you you want to. Uh, Elect personal assessment for the three types of income to be taxed uh, uh, after deduction of uh, your personal allowances and apply the progressive tax rates. So if you want to claim rental income uh, or if you want to declare rental income and you want to have that done in the most advantageous way, you should select personal assessment on the form. Yes, uh, mortgage interest or interest expense uh, for acquiring the property of investment uh, for investment that derives uh, rental income. You can only deduct that mortgage interest uh, under personal assessment. Now for home loan interest, you can claim deduction under salaries tax by filling in the uh, relevant information in the form. And does the Inland Revenue automatically calculate your tax based on um, income from property in the most advantageous way because it's quite complicated isn't it how that's how that's calculated no there are there are several options one is you can elect uh, joint assessments uh, under salaries tax so that you can claim the married person allowance uh, including uh, uh, the wife's income uh, as well uh, the second option is to elect personal assessment whereby you consolidate your free sources of income and have uh, the personal allowances under the series tax to be applied uh, and also the pro- progressive tax rates. Now, after your election, if uh, it turns out that it is not advantageous for the taxpayers to claim joint assessment or personal assessment, the uh, IRLD will advise the taxpayer will, and then will calculate the way that is most uh, beneficial to the taxpayer. Now, you mentioned income from a sole proprietorship business. Can you offset losses against your income? Now, the losses from... Uh, uh, sole proprietorship business can only carry forward to set off uh, fu- uh, future profits of the sole proprietor business. In uh, uh, the other way to utilize it is to apply personal assessment in that year of assessment, so that the losses of the sole proprietor business can be applied to set off against uh, the taxpayer's other income, such as salaries or uh, property income. So again, the key is to select personal assessments to make sure you can offset those losses. So that's the income side. What about the main deductions? Now, uh, the main deductions, of course, are the personal allowances. As I mentioned, uh, the children allowance, which have been increased for uh, the year of assessment uh, 201617, and the dependent parent allowance. So remember to fill in the details of the uh, children and uh, dependent parents or grandparents uh, to claim the deduction. Uh, the other is the MPF do, uh, contributions, uh, fill in the, the amount of uh, 
MPF paid, uh, which is uh, a max of 18000 a year, and also the charitable donations to uh, approved charitable institution, uh, a maximum of 35% of the uh, net accessible income is uh, claimable. And finally, the self-education deduction expenses has also been increased for this year. So they're the main deductions. How can you calculate your tax liability? Are there tools that will help you do that? Yes, there is uh, a, a calculation tax tool uh, on the IRD's website. So just uh, log in to the IRD website and, and, and select the tool, and then uh, the, 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 the tool can, will, will enable you to help you to calculate what the tax payable now, some people also receive payments from the insolvency fund if they work for a company um, that goes into liquidation. How is that treated? It depends on the nature of uh, the payments. If, it, if, if those payments relate to uh, one of the sources of uh, taxable income, as I said, whether it's salaries or income, that should be derived from uh, business carry-on in Hong Kong or rental income from property, then it should be reported as your taxable income. If it is only uh, a payment of the assets that you have contributed previously, that is capital receipts that are not taxable. And finally, where can people go if they want to get some information or want to get help on their tax situation? Uh, the IRD operates a central inquiry centre, uh, so you, uh, they have a hotline uh, you can call uh, 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 during business hours. Uh, and also uh, th- there are uh, frequent asked questions and other information available on the IRD's website. That was Marcellus Wong, Senior Advisor at PricewaterhouseCoopers. In recent years, the Hong Kong government has provided financial resources for elite athletes and young athletes with potential who are selected by the Hong Kong Sports Institute for focused training. Choosing sport as a career can impose an extra financial burden on young people. A sporting career is short and it's essential to think about protecting your livelihood and provisioning for life after retiring from sport. To help us better understand the issues, Jimmy Lam spoke to Ronnie Wong, Secretary General of the Sports Federation and Olympic Committee of Hong Kong, China, and to Hong Kong cricketer Shawat Ali. For athletes representing Hong Kong in competitions, uh, what kind of financial support do they usually have? Well, I think as far as competition is concerned, I think uh, uh, mainly the money comes from the government. the government pays for 90% of the, uh, the whole trip, including the airfare, accommodation, and the, any additional luggage, extra charges, things like that. Okay, and after the athletes retire, they need to have another career to earn a living. Um, what kind of job do they usually get into? And also, I'm aware of the uh, uh, HKACEP, the Hong Kong Athletes Career and Education Program. So how does the program help athletes in their career transition? Uh, it, in fact, it really depending on the which athlete, uh, what kind of athlete, because uh, we have uh, various kind of athletes. You know, some of them are full time, some of them are uh, part time athletes. Even though they can represent Hong Kong, you know, they 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 might be you know from uh, a, a, a wealthy family, or they still you know uh, 
uh, studying, so they have probably have some plan for their own future. But uh, I think uh, uh, no, no, no matter uh, what they've been doing, I think as long as they meet our criteria, they are elite athletes and retiring or already retired, we will uh, 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 help them as much as possible. First of all, you know, we will uh, provide consultation for them so that to, 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 to make sure that, you know, what they want to do in the future. And then, you know, knowing that the athlete, when they, um, uh, uh, during the time that they, they, they're training, I think they, they really devoted a lot of the time in, 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 in practice training and go, go to the, the competitions, uh, they won't have a lot of time to learn other things. So uh, we will uh, have to talk to them uh, uh, to ask which area they will uh, uh, would like us to help. So that that would be uh, uh, a certain consultation uh, uh, forums that we will provide for them. So after knowing that you know uh, in which area they want, then we will uh, 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 based on their requirement, and then we will plan some uh, program for them, them a seminar or workshop. We equip them to, uh, with the necessary skill to face their future uh, career. Now I'm also joined by our athlete Sakawa Ali. Morning. Can you tell us about your current situation? I'm a retiring athlete. Um, you know, I, I have been playing cricket for um, over 15 years. Um, uh, I started playing when I was uh, around 12 years of age, uh, and um, I represented Hong Kong uh, at under 15, under 19, and national levels, um, and um, you know have been playing cricket for a long time. Uh, however, the, after some time, um, to you know, my earning was only coming from um, coaching cricket uh, and not much from playing cricket. Um, so I, um, so I, you know, uh, opted to choose another career. Uh, and uh, I went into um, working in a school uh, where I've been working for almost over five years now. Um, and um, you know, um, and then I realized what I want to do in the future. And uh, I thought, you know, I, because I've been involved in sport uh, for so many years, and I've been coaching over you know many years, I would like to teach PE, and that that became my dream. And to pursue towards my dream i i started you know uh doing further studies so i completed uh, my bachelor's degree uh in sport management um which i completed recently uh, and um um you know for me in order to teach uh, physical education i have to um obtain you know certificate in teaching and to do that i have to apply for postgraduate diploma in education, uh, and currently I am uh, fighting hard to, you know, get a place in um, uh, Hong Kong University uh, or the uni- education university. And as a retired uh, athlete, what kind of financial difficulties uh, do you experience during the transition period, especially? Um, well, because at the time I was playing for Hong Kong team, there was not much um, financial support from the association, as athletes were not earning much and. The only earning, you know, most of us, uh, those who were playing at the time, were earning from the full-time jobs and playing part-time uh, or as a mature athlete. Uh, and or some of uh, us, who, like me, were doing part-time coaching, cricket coaching, 
and uh, that's where we were receiving uh, the financial support, um, which then I realized was not, uh, you know, uh, sufficient or you know, or, um, for me, and because I was I had to support my family also. Um, so, um, so they were, you know, there was a time when I had to make make a decision to be in coaching or to go out and work elsewhere. You heard their cricketer Shawat Ali, who has represented Hong Kong in One Day Internationals, talking about some of the issues he faces in planning for his financial future. Jimmy Lamb went to visit Alvin Lamb, money coach at Skylar Professional Development Resources, to see what advice he could offer. Um, Alvin, Shawat is uh, now a teaching assistant and uh, trying to work his way up to top in the education industry. Um, although he's got some sponsor on the school fee for one of the courses he attends, uh, but there may be more qualifications uh, needed in the mm-hmm. future. So how should he get financially prepared uh, for those potential expenses? Okay, and for Shawat's case, and now many of his uh, uh, school fees is actually from the sponsorship. But you know that for this type of stuff, and uh, maybe when there's any change in policy, and they may stop the sponsorships. So it's important for him to build up his own savings. I think he may consider to put some uh, money aside for his future or potential career-related expenses that he may incur in the future. And some ideas he may consider is that he can put his money or, or some other investments in a low-risk uh, assets like some bond fund or some insurance savings products. But he need to uh, plan well about uh, the time horizon because you know that for some low-risk uh, products and if you want to get a better return, you may need to hold for a longer time. So it's one of the considerations that he need to consider. And at the same time, as Shawat's future earnings is now still uncertain, so he should also have a good discipline in his spending pattern to ensure that he can save more. So I suggest him to have a budget and also a good record for daily spending. Now that you have an app to track your expense. Yeah, right. Yeah. And another issue that Shawat didn't mention, but many athletes may face, is about health. And they may suffer from some long-term injury. And uh, mm-hmm. it may, given it may be difficult or very expensive for mm-hmm. athletes to get health insurance yeah. because of uh, their identity. Um, how could they ensure they are like financially comfortable to handle some medical expenses in the years mm-hmm. to come? And for Shawan's case, he's an athlete, so, so I think it's a higher chance to be hurt or, or uh, due to some activities, some, some sports. So for him, the, getting the insurance for his health and body is actually challenging to him. So in general, uh, in my understanding for schools, because now he's a teaching assistant for school, and not many schools will provide a medical insurance plan to the teachers. So he may need to buy from outside. But luckily, there are some teachers association in Hong Kong, they can offer some medical insurance plans in an attractive price. So he may uh, need to uh, shop around to, to find some more uh, teaching-related associations to see whether they can offer some good products to him. And certainly, and he should buy to protect himself from losing money due to the health problem. And also, in addition to uh, giving some, some uh, to buy some insurance product, he should also keep his body uh, well. So I suggest him to have the body check annually to ensure he is aware of his body condition. And and in case any unfortunate things happens, he still can treat it in the earlier stage, and so that the cost in um, in tackling the health issue may be cheaper. That's Alvin Lam, money coach at Skylar Professional Development Resources. 
These days, with interest rates so low, leaving your money in a bank deposit account may be safe, but there'll be no great reward coming from it. If we want to be able to achieve financial freedom and provide for ourselves and our family, we need to invest. Everyone can pick up the knowledge to be a good investor. Investing is partly about discipline and keeping your emotions in check. You'll need to have faith in your asset allocation plan and stick with it when you are losing money. All investors lose money at some point. Even the legendary Warren Buffett has lost close to 50% of his money on two separate occasions. So what makes a good investor and how do you develop good investment habits? Let's go and find out. I'm with someone who knows the answers to those questions, Arthur Batchi, chairman of the Hong Kong Investment Funds Association. So could you tell me a little bit about what are the characteristics of someone who makes a good investor? Wow, that's a, that's a loaded question. Um, it really depends, you know, I think a lot on the, on the age of the individual, what they're striving to invest for. So, for instance, someone starting out of school who may not have as many assets, doesn't have a family, doesn't need to protect their assets, might have a different characteristic than someone who's just been married, has new children, might need insurance, has other needs. So I, I think it really is, is a, something that's personalized to each individual. So it's important to set goals right at the outset in terms of what it is that you're trying to achieve um, and, and what you're investing for. Absolutely, because I think we all have multiple goals in life, whether it's to save for a house, save for retirement, save for vacation, save for our children's education, protect our assets. And each of those goals have different and individual strategies that are associated with them. So in order to achieve that, you need to develop your own investment strategy. How do you go about doing that, starting that? Well, again, I think it depends on what your goals are and with the age. But certainly as you're younger, there's an, ab an ability to absorb more risk um, in some portion of your assets because you have a long time if you're saving for retirement, for instance, to recover. So if your goal is for retirement and you're 25 years old, you know, you've got 40 years so you can absorb market volatility. If you're 55 and retiring in 10 years, obviously you, you have less room to recover if there's a market downturn. Conversely, if you're 25 and you want to have children or buy a house, you may need those funds sooner. So that strategy would be different for those buckets of money. For each bucket of money, you should have a different strategy. And the way you control risk is through diversification, having different mixtures of maybe bonds and stocks. Is that how it works? Well, I think you, you sometimes we talk about diversification as a risk management tool, but sometimes we over-diversify and we find out we buy multiple funds that ultimately have the same underlying investments. I think the first thing is if you're not sure of what you're doing, get advice. Talk to a professional. Look for reputable um, funds and investments. Often we see um, products that are marketed that are mis mismarketed. Um, I saw an ad yesterday for a fund that was deemed a high dividend yield fund that said 15% annualized return, but if you read the footnotes, it didn't mean you were getting 15% a year in payout. Um, so, you know, you have to be very careful to not go for the marketing that's done for a lot of these funds. And, and sometimes I think depending on family and friends, can get you into the same situation. So talking to a professional, I think, is always good advice. So being careful about things that offer high returns with, with no risk, there are things that you should be automatically suspicious of. Correct. I mean, that, that's a, there's a fundamental in finance about risk return. It's been there for centuries. The higher the return, the higher the risk. 
Um, and so when you see things at 15% returns in a world when we have one in 2%, you know, treasury bills or bank deposits, you should be very suspicious. And the objective is really to, you're not going to get rich overnight. You're going to accumulate wealth over time. And the biggest contribution to that is having a strategy to set aside money on a regular basis and making that savings your first priority, not the big screen TV or the material, you know, going out to dinner every night, is setting aside that money because ultimately that money is going to be working for you. Now, I heard it said that, you know, um, some people, they spend and then they save afterwards, whereas good investors invest and save first and then they spend. Is that, is that a fair uh, way of looking at it? I think that's absolutely true. I think when you look at some of the wealthier people I've interacted with, they actually are the biggest proponents of savings. They look for the deals, the, the, the sales, because they know that, that over time the key is you can work physically and mentally and work till you're 80 years old earning an income, or you can put money aside and let that money work for you, earning for you. So absolutely, the younger that you start and the more you can put away, the faster you'll get to a wealthier and hopefully happier lifestyle because you, you'll have more time to do things that you enjoy doing besides working. So one of the characteristics of a good investor is someone who lives actually below their means, not beyond their means. Oh, absolutely. There's this, I mean, I think you said about spending and saving first. What you find often is there's a lot of marketing done around credit cards that really promote points and you know, use your credit card. And then you find yourself not having, not only not having money to save, but finding yourself in debt and having to use future income to pay off that debt. Now, you mentioned being patient. Patience is an important part of this, isn't it? Taking a long-term view where you can, and in particular, you know, trying to ride out fluctuations in the market. Well, I think that's, that's absolutely correct. Risk is really, when you look at risk, it's a sense of volatility. And, and volatility is markets are going to go up, markets are going to go down. And if you look back to the financial crisis in 2008 or SARS, I mean, you could have panicked and sold at very low prices. Yet, had you bought at those levels and you look at where we're at today in 2017, those would have been time to enter the market, not time to exit the market. And I think when people react emotionally, they make the opposite decision of what is really rational. And that's why taking a long-term view is important. The markets are going to go up. They're going to go down on a daily, even hourly basis. Um, but unless you're a trader um, who's paid to do that, then you, know, you really should be looking longer term. Why should I invest in funds as opposed to trying to run my own portfolio? What are the pros and cons of using, say, a mutual fund manager or an investment fund manager to look after my investments? Well, you know, there's, I don't think there's anything wrong with stocks. And clearly now you have options today with ETFs, exchange-traded funds. But I think, you know, unless you have time to research all of these, and I think many people think they're investment managers, but they're really doing it part-time. And you have professionals who are out there who do look at opportunities to put together and construct portfolios that achieve different goals. Now, there's a lot of discussion around passive and active management, but clearly there's very basic mutual funds that invest in indices like the Hen Sang or the S&P 500 that can be very low cost and get you exposure to market. As you build up your wealth, you might want to diversify into other types of asset classes like real estate or high yield. And not every fund manager is strong in every asset class. So, 
you know, you, you might find one provider provides a very efficient S&P index fund, but that's about it. And someone else may be very strong in real estate or hedge funds. And so having a variety of different mutual funds is fine. You just have to understand that also many of these funds are holding similar stocks. So why you buy multiple funds, are you really diversified? And that's, again, where a financial advisor can help you. And if not a financial advisor, there's increasingly more and more tools on the Internet that you can put in the, the information about the funds you're invested in or thinking about and can really show you the true diversification based on the underlying stocks those funds hold. Thank you, Arthur. Thank you very much. That's Arthur Bachi of the Hong Kong Investment Funds Association. That's it for Money Talk Extra this week. On next Saturday's programme, I'll discuss whether you need to consider health insurance and factors to take into account when choosing a policy with an insurance expert. Jimmy Lam talks to a Money Talk Extra listener who faces health issues that affect his work. In our investment segment, I'll look at overseas property. So please join Jimmy and me next Saturday morning at 8.30. In the meantime, this is Peter Lewis wishing you a peaceful weekend and a great week ahead. And of course, uh, Peter Lewis will be back next Saturday for another edition of Money Talk Extra. And of course, he saw, saw with you during the week uh, for the Money Talk program. Looking at the latest on the weather front forecast, we have mainly cloudy with a few showers, uh, some isolated thunderstorms, a maximum temperature of around 29 degrees expected this day with light to moderate southwesterly winds. Outlook, sunny intervals and one or two more showers. Apparently heavy showers uh, by Monday and a first on Tuesday as well. Uh, local weather forecasts ought to do with a trough of low pressure that's bringing showers to the coastal areas of Guangdong and, of course, affecting us indeed. Uh, coming up shortly, of course, Mr Boaz and the juice. Meantime, it's 26, humidity 77%.